for, what is this, episode 5 of Monkey Business. It's going to be a real exciting one um, because we're going to talk about how we stay sane. We've been talking a lot about how we created Snow Monkey, what Snow Monkey is, what we're doing on a daily basis. Um, and some of you might be wondering, and actually I think we know a lot of people are wondering based off questions we've been asked, just like how do we not go totally insane and just, you know, continue to wake up every morning ready to crush it and hustle. And I think a huge thing is that we love what we do, but then the other thing is we each have our individual things that we do to really keep ourselves grounded and keep almost like divert focus a little bit from the business just so we don't feel like our life has been totally, totally taken over by our work. And as a caveat, you might notice if you're watching this, Ruby's not here right now because in true startup fashion, Ruby is on the road right now. So we're going to call her in and have her be on the telephone. Taylor, do you want to call her? Yeah. Call Ruby in. I'm also going to set a timer in the meantime. Actually, I'll just watch yeah, I'm excited for this episode because the most, like, the amount of people that have said to me, like, you know that you do, like, what three to four people normally do? And I'm like, I do. Yeah. It, it just, like, does not phase me. I think, like, all of us are kind of on that same, that same schedule and for amount sure. of energy we put into things. Yeah, um, like, before we hired Mel and we'd be sitting in the marketing, or in, like, meetings, and people like, who's your marketing team? And we'd be like, literally, one lady. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Ruby. But yeah, I think it's really important to kind of... Ruby? Hey there! There she is! We got Ruby on the line. We'll put her next to the microphone. Alright everyone, pretend that this microphone right here is Ruby. <laughs> Maybe when we edit this, hey Mel can just like have a little face of Ruby. Yeah, like pin, oh, right. pin a gif. <laughs> yeah, pin a gif of Ruby over this microphone. <laughs> I can send you a fire selfie if you want that. I bet you can. <laughs> Alright, let's cool. dive into it. So, Ruby, you know, uh, point of this episode is how we, we stay sane. So, I think to kind of tee it off, Rach, do you want to talk about, about some of the different things that you do to really balance your work life and kind of find that harmony in yeah. your personal life plus your work life? Yeah. I think also, like, before I dive into that, like, yes, we've titled this, like, How We Stay Sane, but that's not really the goal. We're not trying to just get by. Like, we're trying to be at optimal performance, and that, for me, is what I strive for every day, to be mentally and physically at my optimal, because I know that when we're such a small team and we're building Snow Monkey on the fly, the culture and the product that Snow Monkey creates is a direct product of how we are as business leaders. And I know that if I am not personally at my best, then there's no way I can give my best to the team, to the company, to our stakeholders, and then into the product. Um, so that's really why I think I've learned to prioritize my health and my sleep 100%. over business because I've hit burnout several times. It is firstly just absolutely miserable, but it doesn't serve myself and it doesn't serve the business. So prioritizing health actually has been indirectly also prioritizing the business, which is cool. Um, but it took hard yeah. personal experiences to figure that out. Um, for me, above everything, exercise is absolutely 
my coffee in the morning. Um, it's my drug. It's what I need to do. It helps me set my mind for the day, gets me energized. Um, but what's most important also with exercise is also recovering. It's that cycle. And the best thing for recovery is sleep. So being able to have a good restful eight hours of sleep and then get up and go work out, I think is the key because just sleeping five hours and crawling out of bed and dragging myself to the gym is not effective. It's way better for someone to just get the extra hours of sleep than to put the body under way more stress. A hundred percent. I think that like sleep is something that often is the first thing to go Yeah. when people are trying to hustle and work really hard is that, you know, the natural go-to is like, I'll just stay up until 2 a.m. crushing out these emails where actually you're, the way you respond to those emails might be 10 times more effective if you just go to bed and then answer them when you wake up. Yeah. Like I used to stay up to like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever it was, and then just go to sleep, get up to go to the gym. Now I'm at the point where if I don't go to bed on time, I don't go to the gym. Like I'll cancel whatever it is or I'll eat the cost because it is just not worth being so miserable and like zombie-like in the office the next day. 100%. Totally, and I think for me, too, like, there are days where I don't get my optimal eight hours of sleep, and that's, like, really, like, today is a perfect example. I was up at 4 a.m. to be on a flight by 6, and I'm tired right now, but that just means I think we have a really good team culture that, like, okay, Rachel and Liza understand that I've been up super late, so I'm probably going to go to bed early tonight, and then I'll be back on my A-game tomorrow. Um, and I really appreciate that the three of us, like, don't expect each other to, like, kill ourselves for the sake of the business, because of what Rachel said, that, like, optimal just went off in the hotel room. But, I don't know what's happening. Whoa. What's what happening? How do I turn it off? Turn what off? Okay. The phone in the room, the, like, just started talking to me. Sorry, but, like, hotel phone. Um, okay, even yeah, the hotel phones are listening now. There is no privacy. They wanted in on this podcast. She's like, I get no break. Yeah, she, yeah, talk about sleep. She has to be up and ready whenever someone calls, yeah. Picks her up. <laughs> but no, what I appreciate about this team is that, like, we understand when each other have, like, heavier workloads or aren't getting enough sleep, and, like, we, we build that into our culture to, like, give each other breaks. For sure. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think just sleep is totally important. I think for all of us, we agree that that's probably one of the main ways that we don't burn out is that we go to bed. I mean, even down to the fact that like we start our day at 10 a.m. and go till 6, which is like not normal work hours, but that's important for I commute an hour each way every day. And so I don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. in order to be at the office by 9. I can, you know, get an extra hour of sleep and have start my day refreshed and ready to go at 10. Yeah, I think that's a good point to touch on too, is that another way that we all are able to come to work on our A game is that we do a lot of things as a team. We have a culture that we've built in this company that's, you know, we're not going to come into 10 a.m. so that everyone can take their time to do what they need to do in the morning for them personally, because you are much less likely to have someone shoot you an email at 7 a.m. that requires your immediate absolute attention and you have to, you know, cancel your gym session, cancel your meditation, whatever it is that you're doing, 
and divert focus. Like, sure, that does happen, but it's much more rare than it all of a sudden being 5 or 6 p.m. in the office, you've booked, you know, 5.30, 6.30 workout, and then time just totally slips away from you. Or you're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm in a groove, I'm working really hard, I'm just going to skip that because I'm doing really well here, which in the moment feels like a good choice, but actually in the long term, it's not because you're not doing what your body needs to thrive. Yeah. I mean, we'll see on the topic of sleep, though, it's not just about the hours of sleep, it's also the quality of sleep. So I think it'd be really interesting to hear what everyone does to ensure that by the time you actually do get into bed, you are getting quality sleep. For sure. I mean, I think there's a lot of variables you can't control. I've definitely been accused of being woken up in the middle of the night, being told that I'm like reciting a conference call, or like reciting a meeting and just mumbling, kind of having like a stress dream or whatever. But I think my main thing for me is I put my phone far away from me. Like, it, there's a couple people that it will ring for. Otherwise, it is in night. Is that what is it called? Night. Do not disturb mode. And it's just not near me. Like I just put it away because I think that's it's like a drug. Your phone. So if it's within reach and you know it's there, I just personally find that like I don't go into as deep of a sleep because I'm constantly worried that it's going to go off or someone's going to try to contact me that needs my attention. But it's also like what's really happening at 2 a.m., unless it's like a personal yeah. life emergency that could possibly require me waking up. So that's a huge thing. Totally. I think, um, for me, it's two things. So first of all, I'm like a natural night owl, instead of, and I'm not a morning person at all. So um, I like staying up later, and like I feel more creative and more energized later at night. But what I do is in the morning, I allow myself to wake up fully in bed. So I do, like, a morning meditation while I'm still in bed. And I don't, like, force myself to, like, get out of bed right away and jump up and get ready. Um, and that really helps me feel well-rested and, like, ready for my day. And then if I'm having um, – I have, like, anxiety and stuff. So if I'm having, like, a particularly anxious time or stressful time or, like, I'm worried about stuff, I – honestly take CBD before bed and that has really um helped my sleeping patterns I used to like it's not good but I used to kind of self-medicate with like Benadryl or NyQuil to like try to help myself fall asleep when I was stressed out and um CBD has really just like revolutionized that for me and I feel so much healthier doing that as well yeah I think also another thing for me is probably like a year ago I stopped using an alarm clock so I don't set, I wake up naturally every single day. And at first it took a little bit of getting used to. And like, I would set a like drop dead alarm for like, I had to wake up at this time, but I weaned myself off of it just because, and I tried that sleep cycle app where it wakes you up when it thinks you're in REM. For me personally, I didn't feel a difference than just getting woken up all of a sudden by my alarm clock. I just felt that it wasn't really tracking my sleep as well as, it had been reviewed, so I think that might just totally be a personal thing, but it was just, it's so jarring to wake up in the middle of a REM cycle or in the middle of a deep sleep, even if you're close to REM, because it's just not when your body was meant to wake up. It's, it's shocking. So allowing myself to just naturally wake up, it, it's, you know, <laughs> no pun intended, night and day between yeah. how I feel when I wake up. 
whether it was like conscious or subconscious just affected my present yeah. in such a way that like I cannot do what I know I'm capable of doing. Yeah, no, there's literally no worse feeling. I think that's why like I know the three of us have gotten really a lot more careful about our time and choosy. Sure. Like we've been saying no to a lot more things as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Roops. Oh, no, yeah, I was just thinking about, like, time management, and that plays a lot into, like, saying things, too, and saying no to things that are, like, there's that cheesy cliche that, like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no, um, and I kind of use that as my, like, North Star when trying to make a decision about doing something, like, if I don't want to do it 100%, I, it's not worth my time, I'm way too busy to say yes to things that aren't a hell yes, so, um, and then, you know, Snow Monkey is my life. It's, like, all I breathe and eat and drink. And I literally can't not think about Snow Monkey, but I do also try to make a conscious effort to say yes to things that are not related to Snow Monkey, like hanging out with friends or going to art shows or seeing DJs that I like. Um, because, one, <laughs> I end up networking about Snow Monkey there anyway. And, two, those are things that bring me a lot of joy. Um, outside of Snow Monkey as well. And I think it's, it's important for me to remind myself who I am just, like, on a base level. Yeah, absolutely. I think I really agree with that is, like, sometimes it does feel like I'm almost forcing myself to go do something social or go do something extracurricular, but once I'm there, I'm really happy because I'm yeah. able to just kind of, for a second, let myself be totally detached and somewhere else. And like Ruby said, definitely Snow Monkey finds its way into the conversations nine times out of ten. But it is just like a second where your world is just totally different. And I think everyone needs that break. Like it doesn't matter. It's like a mom from her kids. Like do moms need breaks from their kids? I think every mom in the world would be like, hell yes, I need a break from my kid on a, at least a weekly basis. Like no one, it's impossible for someone to be able to do one thing 100% of their time. Yeah. Well, I think that also comes back to, like, no matter what takes up your time, it's so important to have a relationship with yourself. Like, for me, I really value that because majority of my time I'm spending it either with our internal team, with our external team, we're talking to consumers, we're emailing, like, our phone's ringing off the hook. To really just be in silence and reflect on the day is something that I find really important and that's why even though I could technically invite friends or like hit people up at night and be like, hey, like, where are you at? Like, do you want to jump in, do a cold plunge or on a Saturday morning? Sometimes I'll go for a hike by myself mm -hmm. because it's just so nice to be in nature and have that time. Because otherwise, like for me, I'm on that, I'm actually borderline introvert and extrovert. So I know that I need to honor that quiet time. Otherwise, there's no way I can bring my full self to other social situations that a lot of the times we're in. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm a full-on introvert, so, but I'm an introvert that I think once I'm comfortable in a situation, I can be extroverted, but I agree, being by myself is, I need it, like, I absolutely need it, and I live alone, like, and I'm, so a lot of people are like, oh my god, isn't that lonely, like, I couldn't imagine not having a roommate or something like that, and I'm like, it's so I nice. I literally love it, I mean, all three of us live alone, it's like, oh my god. Literally the best thing ever. Honestly, on, like, slow weekends, if I don't have stuff going on or Snow Monkey doesn't have an event or I'm not traveling, I will legit challenge myself 
to not say any words for a Saturday. And it's, like, the most peaceful just to, like, be at home or go on long walks. And, like, I literally challenge myself to not say any words. And it just, like, gives me that energy again to then go back into the week and be on my A game. Yeah. I think it's, like, the same concept as sleep. Is like, you need to give your body at night that chance to just detoxify and relax. And, like, sometimes you just need that alert moment where yeah. you're, like, very consciously detoxing from yeah. different things. Not the actual things that have been put inside of your body and your body needs to fix. It's, like, you need to just detox yourself from all the conversations you've been having to almost find, to just find your path through those, com like, conversations and maybe discover what's next. Because I know a lot of times there will be so many things going on that I'm like, holy crap, how do all of these things fit together? Like, how am I supposed to, you know, go from A to yeah. B to C to Z and then, you know, everything in between all at once. But those moments alone where I'm able to just kind of create literal mind maps inside of my mind, it's without having anyone ask me questions and just let me figure that out. It's really beneficial. Because yeah. then I have a clear path totally. that I think is right. And then I'm able to bring it to you guys, and then we're able to brainstorm and really find that, like, optimal path for the business as a whole. Right. I think also another form of detox that I find really important, um, being someone who loves nature and also, like, being lucky to live on the west side of L.A., is just being away from all the technology. Outside, yes. And being outside. Um, there is nothing better for the human body than being in sunlight like that charges your mitochondria it helps your cells produce energy it helps you just it's almost like a wi-fi connection to the earth and i think that in the setting that we're in because you know we're running a startup we're trying to be as efficient as possible we're not very primal in our daily routine if that makes sense like when we're at the office and i know that you like to work outside a lot luckily we do have this great like jungle space that we're in like being around plants any chance I can take yeah. to not be at my desk, I'm probably taking it. Yeah. I mean, sunlight is so <laughs> yeah. important. Giving everyone the five-minute warning, by the way. Five-minute warning. But, I, yeah, I think okay. being outside is... We actually talk about this a lot, like, when people ask why Snow Monkey, why we moved it to California, and I think... Of course, there's, Rachel always talks about, you know, like, your lifelong goal of always living in California and stuff like that, but I think we all talk about, too, how if we were doing this in New York City, oh I have so much respect for people that can run a startup in New York City and not just go completely just, just burn out in two minutes, because that way of life, to me, I love New York, no big fan, but just... The lifestyle everyone has where it's hustle 24-7. If you want to hike, you have to drive like two hours and you can only do that a couple months of the year because it's freezing cold. I mean, I guess you could do it whenever, but yeah. having like thin California blood now, I'm absolutely not <laughs> trying to hike in the middle of December. Um, but here it's like everything around us is so, so not slow paced, but it's a slower pace. It's very chilled out. It's very mellow. We have the beach, we have the sun, we have hikes within, you know, 20 minutes. If you want to go on an extreme hike, it's an hour away, stuff like that. It's just so easy to 150% detach and to do it all within, like, finishing work two right. hours previously. Yeah. And you just feel so much better in that amount of time. Whereas in New York, I feel like you would have to just 
you'd have to make a huge effort sure. to get to the point where you could actually have that detox in the same way. Well, and I think it's like a value thing in LA too. Like people in LA genuinely value health and wellness more than like I feel like people in New York are just like it's like almost a competition. Like I work thirteen hours a day. Oh, really? I work fourteen. It's like that's not the the mentality of the values of most people in LA. Um, so like it's normal for people to be like, hey, I have a Sunday spin class that I never miss, and so if you interfere with that, like good luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. I think also, like, Liza, you mentioned detaching, which I think is something that's really important that a lot of founders that I've spoken to have really struggled with, and a lot of them have no work-life balance at all, and they want to pull their hair out all the time. I mean, they're making they're making strides business-wise, but I really have, like, seen them, like, on a personal level almost sacrifice too much of themselves. And I think that that's a really hard balance to strike. Um, and I know that we all said, you know, we absolutely live and breathe snow monkey. It's our life. But I think it's so important also to detach and kind of leave things at the office. And from a mindset standpoint, like, of course, like me personally, I love snow monkey. I get emotional about things when we have big wins, when we hear like really bad news. And, but I think there's also, it's really important in staying sane is that there is like the entrepreneurial journey is a roller coaster and being able to feel and care but not be consumed and then be debilitated by something that could be really positive or really negative is really important you almost have to remove yourself and be like oh wow we just got this great account that's really awesome but also now on the flip side there's a lot of work that we have to do and oh my god what's our bank balance at and holy shit there's 886 emails literally right now in my <laughs> inbox that i haven't read and trying not to be like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and oh crap we were supposed to call so and so it's like all right this is part of it we're rolling with the punches we're going with the flow and detaching from it in a sensible way not in the like well i don't care i'll reply to that tomorrow that's kind of not the way but i think we all have a good level of all right, let's separate this for now. Yeah, it's like, yo, I need an hour to just go do something physical or go be outside. I just, I need to take a breath. And I think, honestly, that mindset comes into a lot of things that people tell you throughout your life where if you get a big piece of news and it has an immediate reaction or if you're in a fight with someone or something, everyone says, just take a minute and take a breath Yeah. and then react. And I think that's the same thing in, in the business world is, you know, sometimes your breath is a quick breath and sometimes your breath needs to be an hour, two hours and involve a hike or an activity. But like very much you're just taking a breath. You're not leaving it. You're not saying I don't care about it. It's just like I care about this enough to know that bef my initial reaction might not be the right reaction. Right. So I'm going to go do something for myself really quick. And then because I did that, I'll be able to make the right decision here. I think one thing that we didn't really touch on, but I know we all have a different practice of, but in a similar, the a similar theme would be breath work and meditation. I think having such grounded values and a strong mind comes from somewhere. I know for me, I really do try to meditate every morning. I try to do breath work as well and just really wake the body up and get things started in a positive way. What are the mindfulness routines that the two of you guys have? So for me, I mean, you guys know this, I've tried to meditate so many times. I've tried to do breath work and it, for me, 
it just doesn't work. I I wish it worked, but I just, I get two in my mind. It doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't work for me, but it works for like so many people and that's awesome. And I think my version of it is when I work out because I genuinely don't have other thoughts when I work out. I am so concentrated. I do spin and I do Pilates and I'm so concentrated, especially in Pilates because it's so important, the movements of your body that I'm just, that is my only focus, that is the only thing in my mind. I'm genuinely not thinking about anything else other than like, okay, my body needs to move like this right now, or okay, here's the beat of the song we're spinning to, something like that. And I think that's my version of meditation because just every single other thought is gone and I genuinely just, I don't even feel the other people in the room. Like I'm just focused on myself and what I'm doing in that exercise. So that's how I do it. Yeah. I think for me, it's what I touched on earlier, allowing myself to wake up slowly. And I meditate every morning as well, but I do a, I, I, similar to Liza, like I tried to do like formal meditation where I sat and I did breath work and all that, and that did not work for me at all. And then I decided to like, not like, not make myself wrong for that and just do a version that works for me. And what works for me is literally laying in bed and meditating for bed, um, and, waking up that way and that really allows me to like recenter myself start my day on like a right clean foot um and I I know I totally notice a difference on days that I don't have time or I forget or anything like that um so I definitely try to start my day with that just lazy meditation <laughs> yeah I mean I think that's the good thing to know is that there's not one way to do this it's yeah. totally individual and what someone suggests to you like take it in, acknowledge it, and then just adapt to how it works for you and your mind and your body. And it's probably gonna, like, there is a 99.9% .9 chance it's gonna look different than someone else's routine. And that is okay. Yeah. I know we Yeah, it's like, you're not, you're not wrong for doing it a different way. I think for a long time, I like made myself wrong. Like, oh, I'm bad at this. And it's like, no, you're just, do it differently. Yeah. And I know we teed this up by saying how we're staying sane, but I think that's also, us being humble because when I think about everything that we do as a team plus being able to have a social life and interests and hobbies outside of Snow Monkey it's really what are we doing to thrive because we're crushing it in my humble opinion yeah and I think that all of we've it's taken a while to kind of tweak what each of our personal routines are like you know what works for us personally and then once we know what works, the fact that we're like, this is a non-negotiable. That's really important too, to like have that conviction to say, no, I'm not taking that 8 a.m. call because that's when I work out. So that can wait. Yeah, it's important. Definitely. Gotta put yourself first or else it's just not gonna work. Yeah. Well, we are well over five minutes. Oh, I was from waiting for like a buzzer. I was I waiting for a buzzer. It. No, it was good, it was good. I mean, I think everyone can sacrifice a couple more minutes for Good con I mean, hopefully a good convo maybe yeah. I thought that was useless but yeah and if you thought it was a good convo it helps us a lot to hear reviews and comments yeah if you thought it wasn't a good convo to also hear that because we do this for the tribe so yeah. it's really helpful to know where we should take it how it should evolve yeah yeah for sure and then also on top of that you know follow us on instagram and things like that because we do want to hear what all of you want to know about so the more we have um, of your questions and your interests 
and the more we can kind of curate this to be beneficial to all of our listeners, which is what our goal really is here. We're not trying to sit here and talk with each other. We do that enough. <laughs> yeah, we, we do that don't need microphones. Literally <laughs> always together. So, so yeah, everyone follow us at, at Eat Snow Monkey. Let us know what you want to hear, and then leave some reviews, leave some comments. Just email us the not nice ones so that we, you know, maintain those five stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so we hope everyone has a pretty good day, and, you know, also let us know in the comments, too, what you do to thrive. That would be interesting to know. Cool? Yeah. All right, All right peace cool. out. All right, bye, guys. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and this Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Eat Snow Monkey. Monkey Business is brought to you by the Snow Monkey Kingdom and produced by Audible. Our theme song is brought to you by Alex English.